but those were my first two uh, paid photography gigs in 2006 i was still of course doing a lot of branding and my blog was more about that and a lot of experiments where i would sketch and create graphics in photoshop and things like that and so that was that was fun i was spending most of my money on acquiring things like you know a wacom tablet or a copy of photoshop or uh you know my i had bought a domain by then so i was paying for hosting charges so it was it wasn't all that expensive i mean these days it's dirt cheap i mean the tablet when i had bought in those days it used to be for almost 60 70000 rupees and i had saved up and i had a laptop but uh, nowadays i think similar quality of tablet you can easily get for 16 to 20000 rupees and uh, i i used to watch a lot of stuff online i used i learned how to read that skin and things like that So it was a very experimental phase, but uh, 2009 is when I got my first DSLR. I had uh, saved up some money, and uh, in the middle there were times where I would run out of money. So what I would do is I would ask my dad. I would borrow money from him, but I always made sure to return it to him because I did not want it to be like one of those things ki paise le liye aur gaya ho gaya. So it would take some time, but I would always return it to him because freelance life was always that. you know i would i i would have a good one month and uh, you know i would have the next six months i had no work so in that one month i would make a lot of money but if i didn't save it properly then i would just run out by the third or the fourth month in which case i would have had to borrow and then after two months i would again make money which i would return to my dad and you know the cycle kind of continued so it is a very unpredictable life and uh, i don't think i was eating or living well But then you know you're 26. Uh, it doesn't uh, really bother you then. It only hits you once you're 30. Uh, so 2009 is when the Nikon D90 had launched, and it was supposed to be the first DSLR that could also shoot film. Uh, sorry, video moving. So I wasn't sure if I wanted to do that, but I thought that if I take it, I might as well take that, right? Uh, another thing that had happened in uh, 2009 was that there was this uh, online contest that a shampoo brand had done. and in those days there weren't really any influencers nobody was really blogging but what they wanted was that they had asked the public to uh, use that product for 14 days they would send you the product and then you had to photograph yourself before and after use now i'm not really sure what it did but i did photograph that i used to have like pretty long hair then and uh, i won that contest it was a cash prize of 5 lakhs 2 lakhs was taken away to 2 and a half lakh was taken away in tax and uh, the rest uh, about 3 3 lakhs is what was left and with that i bought lenses uh so the the dslr i had was the d90 it was not a full frame it was a crop factor and the lenses i bought were full frame lenses because i think the lenses are more important uh even on a you know bad body if you put a good lens you can get amazing photographs so my goal was to get lenses At that point, I think I could only afford the two lenses. I my first lens was the twenty four seventy two point eight, which is what this video is being shot on right now. It's a very versatile lens; you can use it for shooting everything. Um, the second lens that I got was the seventy two hundred, which is uh, nice for portraits. And uh, again, these the, I bought all telephoto lenses. I thought whether I should buy prime lenses, but I thought prime lenses would end up being more expensive, and I thought. If I have to shoot weddings, because the first uh, thing that I shot on the D ninety that got a lot of uh, approval and you know it got really popular online was that I shot my sister's wedding, and I started getting inquiries after that from friends and extended family saying that oh you know will you shoot our wedding how much will you charge and things like that. So I wanted 
lenses where I didn't have to run around too much. You know, I could just zoom in and zoom out. So basically, kind of you can say lazy photography. If you have a prime lens, then you have to definitely move with your feet. But I thought that if I had to get photos the way I wanted, and I, my idea was to get the picture. Uh, even if ISO was really, really high and it was graining, at least I got the picture, which I could then present in black and white. I captured the moment. So the lenses were very important. And the third purchase eventually, when I could afford it again, was the 1424. So I covered uh, the entire Trinity from 14mm going up to 200mm. And that's those are the lenses I used for the longest time. Uh, only in 2017, now I have bought a new lens. So after I think uh, 2010, 11 maybe, I haven't bought any lenses. Uh, and I recently bought the 85mm uh, 1.4, which I wanted to buy for uh, the portrait series that I had had in mind for a very long time. It's called Eyes for People. Some of you who follow me already know this. If you don't, check it out. It's eyesforpeople.com. And uh, that's kind of how the journey started. And people started asking me if I would photograph their weddings. So then I started a website in those days. It, it was called Naughty Tales, K-N-O-T-T-Y. T-A-L-E-S and it got ripped off so many times and now someone else owns the domain because I don't photograph weddings anymore. Uh, in total, I think I probably shot about uh, maximum 16 weddings. Couldn't have been more than that. I was one of the, uh, you know, initial batch of photographers in India who started with what's called candid wedding photography. So a little bit of a documentary style. But uh, it wasn't for me. Um, the kind of... Um, you know, the kind of gigs I was getting, I would go to, uh, you know, places in uh, Haryana somewhere to shoot someone's big fat uh, jat wedding. And uh, all these jat boys would get drunk and be like, Madam, hamari photo kon khechega? And I was like, what? And I, I used to shoot solo. I preferred working solo. So it was never something that I completely enjoyed. It was really backbreaking work and clients would haggle over 5,000 rupees and would get upset for, you know, five photos through Nadia. They would not read the contract, which they had signed. And uh, yeah, it was, I didn't like it. It was extremely unprofessional, extremely unorganized, and it took a toll on my health. My shoulders would hurt, my back would hurt. The kit was really heavy. I tried working with a couple of interns, you know, when I needed to photograph the bride separately and the groom getting ready separately. But people didn't turn up. They were paid gigs and they not only did they cancel, they didn't even tell me that they were not going to turn up. Luckily, the bride getting ready got delayed and the guy got ready first and I photographed him first and then I ran and I photographed the girl. Uh, but yeah, I, I, it, was, it took me a long time to kind of get rid of wedding photography. I, the money was great, so I wasn't really sure I wanted to quit it. At the same time, I used to bitch about it so much, I didn't think it was good for my mental health. By the time I quit uh, doing wedding photography, my rate was about 6 lakhs for a day. Even then I was getting inquiries and I was like, I just need to shut down my website and I just stopped responding to inquiries and I would say no rudely and that's how it kind of declined and finally I think uh, this year I have not had a single inquiry and I am so happy. Like even now I still feel that it's not my thing just for money. I mean if I'm dying maybe, but even if I'm dying I'm sure I'll have other work like I really don't want to shoot a day. And now I feel that, you know, I've been out of it for so long. I don't think I want to. The kind of photography I do, you anyways have to hire uh, a regular photographer to get, you know, 500 photographs of your guests. So there's a very specific use case for the kind of photography that I do and weddings was not that. 
So I think about a couple of years is when I uh, ago is when I completely stopped doing weddings. So the end of two thousand fourteen, beginning of two thousand fifteen, and uh, it, the the rest of the work. I mean, it, when I was shooting weddings, I wasn't a wedding photographer. I was doing a lot of other work for a lot of other clients. But for some reason, because I think this wedding photography thing was new in those days, you know, candid photography, people tended to assume that oh, Nana is a wedding photographer, and I was like, no, like. Ninety percent of what I do is not wedding photography. <laughs> you know, I was I was shooting for brands. I was uh, I was doing portraiture. I was doing products. I was doing events. Uh, I was doing behind the scenes. That's what I do. Even now, that's what I do. And uh, so yeah, I think it was adversely affecting the other work which I liked doing more of. And uh, by then, I had of course started blogging. Uh, the current avatar of the blog that you see, Nana dot co, kind of started around two thousand ten. So it's. This blog, or the whole lifestyle and luxury space, is actually about, like I said, about five to six years old. Uh, but originally, of course, I started blogging in two thousand three. So uh, it's been uh, it's been fun. I mean, I've always enjoyed blogging. I like sharing what I do. I like. I've I've said this earlier also. I got online. I got onto the internet because there were people who were sharing their learning. So I wanted to learn. So I got online to learn, but I stayed online because I wanted to share, and I thought maybe someone else would learn also. I know some people think that's an arrogant way to look at it, but I honestly don't give a shit. Um, I remember when I was uh, when I had shot my uh, Mudra S C Z and Mudra S C Z and Siaram things, I created like a you know uh, uh, I had taken some prints, and I wanted to meet with some senior photographers and see if I could maybe assist them, or what did they think of my work, whether I. Should jump ship and actually just totally get into photography. So I did meet some senior photographers, and I'll forever be grateful to Ashok Salyan, who took the time to look at my work and told me that I had the eye for it. I think that changed the deal for me, and I was like, done. If he thinks I have the eye for it, I need to put in more work and I need to get better, but I'll be able to do this. So yeah, I mean that's how I jumped ship. And uh, they were, of course, I met some other photographers also, and one of them said, "Arey, this year me, you are going to be my competitor. Why should I help you?" And I was like, "I was a little aghast." But uh, <laughs> yeah. so I don't want to be one of those people. I want to share whatever I do, how I do it, because I think transparency is the way to do. I mean, that's that that's how you should be doing your work and living your life. Because kya hai chupani ke liye? What are you going to take with you once you're dead? It's all gone. You might as well just put it out there, and you know. I remember so many years ago, if I learned so much, you know, like how how does Photoshop work? How are websites built? I copied codes of so many websites and built those, and saw how it was done, etc. These are people who were openly sharing, uh, you know, how they did their work. So I learned from them, and I think the only way to do is to you know pay it forward. That's the only way you move forward. And sometimes when I do these podcasts and these blog posts, I realize that. while writing them or while talking about all this stuff i learn more as well because you tend to articulate what you're trying to say you tend to uh, think it through you tend to get some insights that otherwise you probably hadn't uh, gotten till then so that is kind of briefly my journey luckily it took two parts only i was hoping not more than two parts uh, if do you have any specific questions again always here please ask them and uh, i'll be more than happy to answer them Thanks for listening. Bye.